Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Music of Life Church podcast. We are going to discuss the Axe Church colon four causes. If you haven't heard the episode, please give it a listen. We're going to break it down so that you can help people who've been hurt by this topic. I'm Pastor Jonathan. I'm here with Pastor Joel. Hey, Pastor Joel. Hey, Pastor Jonathan. What did you think about that episode? I thought it was great, very foundational, not only to church, but I think to the entire season that we have ahead of us. And I love it because I think this, this also kind of shows one of the things that we're really embracing in this podcast is causality and making sure things are done decently and in order. And, and, and in part, that means recognizing what are the causes, what are the effects and ensuring that I'm focused on the right things. And in Acts 242 through 47 is such a great example of causality in the Bible, being used in the Bible. And if we do these causes, it shows us what are we supposed to focus on? And it shows us what are the results of those things. It's, it's so clear there. And I think it's really easy as humans to try to shortcut everything to try to make those verses 43 through 47 happen while ignoring the apostles doctrine fellowship breaking in bread and prayer. So I love it. I think this is a great, great episode to, to help in the beginning of season four. You know, we had, this is episode two, but really last week, last week's episode and this one together are, are going to be a good launching point for the rest of the season. Man, I love it. I'm sitting here feeling like I'm just getting my bell rung again about focusing on these causes. I think it's so easy to be frustrated for me in the lack of uh, growth quantitatively, the lack of quantitative growth that right. I, that I feel, you know, like, there's a couple, anytime I start getting into the quantity game about increasing in people and numbers and all of that, it generally puts me in the tank. Yeah. Whereas, I, you know, I, I ought to be, and I feel like along with, there could be many other pastors, hopefully there's pastors listening to this. Um, but I want the truth to impact more people. That's yes. why I want to see more people. It's not because of money. It's not right. because it's, it's because of impact. You want to see more people experiencing the benefits in our lives, yours and my life, Pastor Joel. We want to see more people have that. Right. And when there's more people around, it gives us, you know, more of an opportunity to help these people. Um, but to constantly have that perspective of every time I go, where are these things? Where are, you know, where's the agreement? Where are the, the people, the people being added? Where are the signs and wonders? I go immediately. I need to immediately my brain go back to where am I at as oh, a good. person with these four causes? Yeah. And, and so I, I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm sitting here going, <laughs> I need to do an assessment 
of every single person in the church about where I think they're at in the four causes. And immediately I can, I can feel the conviction of God going, Hey, maybe you want to do that for yourself first. (laughs) Yeah. That's a great pastoral perspective, right? Mm. Where it is part of your job to help evaluate where everybody else in music Appleton is in those four causes. But the way you qualify to be able to do that examination is by first doing it to yourself. Yes. That's one of the things you and I strive for as, as pastors is to make sure we're not holding anybody to a higher standard than we're holding ourselves to. Yeah. And, and to make sure we're not asking of our people anything that we aren't either willing to do or having had done already. Yeah. So I love that. Yeah, I think and that sounds like a loving father to me who's kind of pricking your conscience when you start looking at everybody else without first looking at yourself. <laughs> so I'm going where, are the, you know, like, where are the people? Where are the signs and wonders? Yeah. Where's the evangelism? Blah, blah, blah. And I go, wait, no, 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 no. There's a cause before that. And that's where it's our people doing the four causes. And then I go, oh, wait, uh, uh, th- th- there's, there's another co- backward step. Yeah. <laughs> it's my associate pastors doing the four causes. Uh, or it's our, our, our associate pastor. No, 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 no. One more. Yep. You. It's me. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Here we are back. But then I need to, I, I think when I do that assessment of where I'm at, and what I can do to grow in those things and doing those causes, then I, I ought to have the courage and God would give me the courage to be able to help the courage and the strength to be able to help the associate pastors. And then our people do those four causes and grow in them as well. And isn't that one of the most beautiful ways to even encourage and confront and teach your people is by sharing with them the journey you went on and discovering these things about yourself first. Yeah, man. Even just sharing what you just did with your people and saying, you know, I'm looking at Acts chapter two and I'm wondering (laughs) why aren't more of these things happening? And then I'm realizing it's because my people aren't doing the causes. And then I'm like, crap. No, it's because my pastors aren't. And then I'm like, crap. No, it's because I'm not. Thank you, God, for showing me that. Yes. Like that's such a fun way. and, And it really a humble way of, even teaching and encouraging your people. And that's, you know, one of the things that I think is, is a great leadership move is don't be afraid to use your own failures as a way to encourage your people. You know, that's how we learn by finding out where we're wrong and making mistakes. Yeah. So it's, you know, I know you, I know you are real quick, Pastor Jonathan, to use yourself as an example of someone who's made mistakes and using other people as examples of heroes in the stories that you're sharing. And I think that's such a great leadership move. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Well, you, uh, apparently you can still do a podcast even when you feel like your soul just got, uh, yeah. Pile drived <laughs> halfway through the episode when we're like, Oh, how do I keep my brain? I just like, I got to share, I got to share this. So that was cool. It was cool to, I feel like I got my bell rung in this episode to constantly be going back 
to the causes because it is it's like music of life church appleton is definitely evangelistic focused yeah we are we want to reach people who've been hurt by church however are the people being focused am i focused and are the people our leaders focusing on those four causes all the time that that is when all of us go where are the people we go where am i at with these four yeah. causes yeah that's like should be our immediate response to yeah. go let's justify god in terms of okay maybe he's not bringing people yet because he's blessing us with the opportunity to focus on doing these four causes more wow that's a healthy perspective yeah and yeah. it's like and i and i try to do that i try to get in that perspective of man if there's one of these lessons these big time lessons that i've learned as a pastor and just as a man it's okay say whatever it is that you're gonna say i get it like you're frustrated you're upset you're complaining you want your church to grow you want your people to grow you want to grow blah 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 you want this result, signs and wonders, et cetera, et cetera. What is the perspective that you can take that justifies God yeah. in it? That it's no, in no way is it his fault because I think he's sitting there going, oh, I cannot wait to add to this church. Right. I cannot wait to blow the doors off of this building. Will you stop saying that it's my will for you to not have more people in your church? Exactly. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Where it's like, he's not, it, I'm the one that's preventing it. Right. You know, I'm the one that's getting in his way of being able to add to the church. Yep. And the way that, that we ought to be measuring that. Okay. What can I do? What can I do to grow my church. Isn't it funny to think the way, when we say the way to grow the church, isn't it amazing to think of finance, like financially and people? Oh yeah. When you is your church growing? How yeah. many people would go four causes of church fellowship, breaking of bread, study of the apostles, doctrine and prayer. How many people go, how's your church going based upon that? I don't think many. I don't, I don't, if any, I need to do that more, man. Yeah. I'm, dude. Uh. We, we are, a, <laughs> we are a nickels and noses country and church, aren't we? Yes, we are. People and money. That's right. Nickels and noses. So how about an overview? Can you give us an overview of this strict side and the loose side pastor joel yeah so the strict side is really taking verses 43 through 47 all of those amazing effects yeah and turning them into causes a list of things we have to focus on yeah and that's really how this whole idea of legalism happens right yeah. we take this list of things we flip causality we focus on things that aren't the causes we focus on the fruit instead of the root and, oh the fruit instead yeah. of the root where does where did you get that is that you know, original that that is original yeah it is 
Yep, I think that just came <laughs> that just came out of me, and uh, we'll give credit to God for that. One. Wow, that the, holy moly, he's a preacher, everyone. Yeah, that is that's a that's a preacher line, ain't it? Wow. Yeah. But you think about it. So that's another you know for those leaders listening, another way to teach your people about cause and effect is by the tree and the fruit. A good tree produces good fruit. So another way we're what we're saying, the strict side is really let's focus on the fruit of the tree. Man. What happens when you start ignoring the tree itself? The tree dies, the fruit dies. Correct. The tree's healthy, the fruit's going to be healthy. So what is the best use of your time or where would be the best thing to be to treat as a driver is the tree. That's right. I take care of the tree. I prune the tree. I make sure it's getting enough water and sunlight and fertilizer and all that stuff. And the fruit will come as an effect. Nice. That's what we mean by cause and effect, right? Yeah. So the strict side is treating the fruit like it's the tree. Nice. The loose side is, this is real simple to see too. It's, it is simply people who treat church like it's the building. Okay. Like church is either going to a building or church is the building itself. Nice. And, and really these people go to this place in order to not feel bad about the way they're living their lives. You know, maybe I'll get that burst of energy or my, my conscience feels like it's cleared once a week is enough for me to just keep living the way I want to. One of the things I find interesting about the loose side, though, is the pandemic. Ooh, yeah. The COVID pandemic, I think, could be seen as one of the greatest things that's happened to the church in, you know, multiple generations. If it's seen from this perspective, it really gave people an insight into are we treating church like it's the people or the building? Dude. And I'd say one of the areas that I'm I'm happy about the the way Music of Life Church, both Appleton and Kimberly, have handled the pandemic is even when we had to give up our building and go virtual, it actually caused us to be more focused on churches, the people than on the building. And this is, and that's fine. I think that's happened to a lot of churches, but the issue comes in this next step. When you get a building again, do you go back to the way things were before the pandemic? Or do you take what you learned through the pandemic and continue to focus on whatever it is that helped you get through it? So for instance, Music Life Church Kimberly, Music Life Church Appleton. For a time, well, Music Life Church Kimberly, as the time of this recording, we're still virtual. Yeah. And we've flourished as a church. Music Life Church Appleton, after, after what, how many months? After a few months of, yeah, I think it was, I think it of was virtual, you guys got a building, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you're in a building now, but there's, but, the important thing is, is we, we, through the pandemic, we learn the necessity of having to rely more on one another as a family, as a community, 
yeah actually treating a church like it is the people and and it kind of gets proven out by how well we do once we don't have a building it's like holy cow a few months into the pandemic we're growing like in all of we're growing spiritually we're growing on our interdependence with one another we're growing in our intimacy as a family and that's amazing but the real test is what happens when the pandemic's over and you get a building again. Mm. Does that intimacy stop? Mm. And now do we start treating church like it's a building again? Right. I don't have to rely on the people anymore. The pandemic's over and now I can just start going to church again instead of being a part of a church. So that's really that that's really a good picture of the loose side is are we treating church like a building or like, like it is a group of people working together to accomplish God's will on earth? Yeah. And it is, it's really interesting to go with that loose side churches, church is the building. So I meet with those people in the building once a week and I'm good. Right. Versus the Acts church is daily. Daily house to house in the temple. Right. So they're just, I, I think it sounds like they were meeting when they could, you know what I mean? Like, meeting when they could. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, is it possible for you to meet with someone? Is it possible for you to talk? Is it possible? Yeah, it is. Okay. Then let's do that. What are we, it's like, it, it becomes the thing to do. Right. What are we, what are we doing? Well, we're going to grow in fellowship. We're going to learn together we're going to pray together we're going to eat together we're just yep. going to live our lives together yeah and and we're going to share the stuff that we have so no one's going to be in need or worried about any sort of material possessions no because we bef before we would become destitute we would have already shared the things we're going through with the people in our family right and those people would have had opportunities to love and to give and to share and, and to fill these needs. It's awesome. So if you wanted to grow your, your church music of, or, or just someone in general, pastor Joel in, in this, the, any of those four causes, do you have a suggestion if you want to talk about them specifically or like each one specifically, how you would help someone grow in those areas? Number one is really, we call it meet and eat. Let's get together. Why don't you try to get together with someone from your church community this week and have a meal with them? Whether you invite them to their house, your house, or you go and, you know, maybe you just go get a cup of coffee together or you go get lunch or dinner or something, get together and have a meal. Another thing we like to do is find common ground with a person. So not only could you eat, but how about you have a conversation while you're eating and you maybe start talking about you know, your likes, your dislikes, your interests, what's going on at work, what's going on with your relatives, what's going on with your significant other, 
and then give the other person an opportunity to share what's going on. And you know what? You'll probably end up finding an area where you do have something in common. And then you start growing that. And that's really, that's really the beginning of on this being on this trek to fellowship. It's a process getting there, which we'll get into when we do an entire episode on it. But really, it starts with learning how to just simply communicate with the person. Then, so now, like a third step, beyond the finding common ground, maybe you start asking, well, why do you believe that? Or why do you act this way? Or why has this happened to you? And what you're doing here is you're getting down to the causes. And not only is this great to grow your intimacy with another person and to grow an agreement, but if you take that same mentality when you're reading scriptures, it's also the way you start finding the apostles' doctrine that's within the scriptures, that mm. the scriptures are rooted and grounded in. Mm. And then ultimately the prayer, I mean, you, you could end up, how do we grow and like, what would be a step to grow in prayer is like, well, at music at church, we have a prayer night. That's yeah. a really simple way. I'd, I would encourage someone from music at church, especially music at church, Kimberly, if they wanted to grow in prayer, it's like, well, come to our Wednesday night midweek service where half of the service is dedicated to praying as a church. And then for those of you who aren't part of music at church, Kimberly, you come to our service. We're yeah. virtual and, and, or if your own church doesn't have a prayer night, search one out. There's churches around. I would bet there is a church somewhere near you that has some type of prayer service that they provide. Mm. You can be part of it or simply put, just start praying with your wife or your husband or your kids or your, you know, Start small if you want. But that'd be a really easy way. I would like some some really applicable ways that I would I would start directing people into growing in any one of these four clauses. That's really cool. I was thinking about my my answer to that, and as you were sharing, and I think that if I wanted to see someone grow in the four causes of church with another person, a, a pretty cool way to do that is to have a project with them. Oh, nice. So especially a project that facilitates the church somehow. Right. You know, directly or indirectly. So I think of, you know, the doctrine blog that I had. Um, I think of, I mean, this podcast is a perfect example of that. I, right. I'll just talk about this podcast for a second where we do, we talk about doctrine. We talk about the apostles doctrine. We grow in fellowship just in this, you know, uh, in this episode, I'm getting squeezed on the inside and I just can't help but share that right. with my friend who I'm doing the podcast with, you know? Um, breaking of bread, you and I hung out last night and <laughs> yeah, had dinner. We had dinner together. Yeah. Um, and then prayer. Well, one of the great, one of the great motivators for prayer is 
uh, why don't you step into something that's really, really uncomfortable or that's really challenging? That's really difficult. Do you want to grow your prayer life? One of the greatest ways to grow your prayer life is you could either just be going through the ringer. Your life could be absolute garbage. One of the greatest motivators to pray to pray is if your life is a dumpster fire. Seriously, is there not a better situation that causes a person to think I need to pray about this or I need to ask someone to pray for me? It's usually when it's usually that's cool because it is oftentimes a good measure for somebody going through something hard is when they ask for prayer. Exactly. So you could do that. We could do that intentionally. Um, instead of going like learning to pray through experience, we could also do it through understanding Yeah. or praying for other people who are going through a dumpster fire themselves Yeah. or looking to experience a benefit. I think of Moses asking God when they're face to face to be shown his glory. You know, that's a guy who's having this amazing positive experience with God, but want something more. Let's right. have, let's go even deeper. And I think that can be the challenge. Um, something that I'm being confronted in right now is that it is much easier to pray when things are rough. Yeah. And when things are difficult, when things are hard. Um but I don't want to show God that that's the only way I'm going to ask him for things. (laughs) Then you gave him the, this is a surefire way for me to get Joel to, to talk to me more. Yeah. Hey, Jonathan. uh, You know, I imagine God saying to me, Hey, Jonathan, I was listening to your podcast and uh, you were talking about what really motivates you to pray is when your life's a, a bit of a dumpster fire. So I thought I'd crank up the heat and help you help you pray a little bit more, increase your prayer life so that the church can increase their prayer life as well. That's how much I love you. Exactly. Man, I'm just your champion. I'm helping you be everything. I'm helping you get happy, dude. Yep. Yep. I'm just helping you be happy. Isn't that what you want? Yes. Yes. There is another way. So (laughs) yeah. Oh man. That's good. Yeah, man. that's, That's fun. Okay. Well, I want to talk about the categories of people that are affected by this topic uh, related to self-esteem. So we talk about these three categories, Pastor Joel, would you go through them in relation to people's self-esteem? Yes. The, the low self-esteem, these are the people we feel sorry for. These people need to feel good about themselves through external sources, right? So it, makes sense that their intention and objective of going to church is merely to feel better about themselves. Mm. And they do so from something external, right? Something outside of themselves, something, you know, they have low self-esteem. So they, they get their happiness off of other people and other things. The mid self-esteem are people who have grown enough in their confidence and who they are to know I shouldn't be doing that. There should be something the church is offering me that's helping me become a better version of who God created me to be. 
and maybe I'm strong enough to sit in the fact that I'm not getting it, but I know I don't want to miss it. If all of a sudden they give me something that's going to help me, or it's simply I'm leaving the church because it's making me actually, I feel like I'm drifting into low self-esteem. So a mid self-esteem person could be at the level where they, they know I, if I don't get out of this situation, if I don't leave this church, I'm going to be one of those people who's, categorized in the low self-esteem spot and the high self-esteem people are really you know they're facilitating something they they have a high enough self-esteem where they know the best way to continue to grow is by loving others so they're focused on doing the four causes of churches themselves which is a way to love a group of people and further helping other people intentionally do the four causes as well so really at high self-esteem you often see these people are leaders and lovers these are the people who they feel so good about who god created them to be that they don't need to focus on making themselves feel good about who god made them to be so they're able to focus on helping other people in that area And when it comes to church it's helping other people do those four causes it's really what you shared your journey of like, do I blame it on the people? Do I blame it on my pastors? Nope. I need to start with where am I at? That's a high self-esteem move. So that would be the three categories as it relates to self-esteem. That's cool. So going from mid self-esteem to high self-esteem is really going, it's understanding that there are four causes and in church and taking responsibility for you to do those four causes yourself. Yes. That's how someone would get from mid self-esteem to high self-esteem in this area is I'm going to take responsibility and I'm going to do them in my life. Yes. And then, so someone going from low self-esteem to mid self-esteem, one of the ways to do this, and it's kind of going to kind of brutal to say this is, to get hurt by church and understand that, you know, it's not God's fault. Right. But to go, Hey, this is church is a people and, and, and it's not a building and people are teaching this wrong. They're explaining this wrong or you expose a contradiction in this belief that church is a building and you would go to, to mid self-esteem. Is that right? Yeah. So essentially you would like, what is the move where you stop rationalizing the messiness of church and you say, this isn't the way church is intended to be. How have I been wrong in making church messy? Oh, come on. There you go. Admit you're wrong. Then you've essentially got to mid self-esteem. And then once you're there, it's recognizing, okay, I'm taking responsibility, but you know what? I'm recognizing no one else is taking responsibility and I'm still getting abused. Then I'm going to leave this church and find a church that is going to actually take responsibility. And then going from mid to high is really this. I have taken responsibility. I am intentionally growing in these areas. To the point where now I want to help other people do it too. 
maybe I would even go back to the church that I left in order to help them do the four causes of church. Man, that's incredible. And that is what we want, right, Pastor Joel? Yeah, I think that's why it came to me is like, because that is very much on brand for Music Life Church, both A and K, is really we want to help people and that we want to help people whether you come to our church or whether we go where you are so that you can be a better equipped leader to serve in the church you came from. We're not about taking members and we're not about growing quantitatively. We're about really, we're about bringing people through the process from low to high self-esteem so that they can go into the church that God has called them outside of music life church so we can grow this kingdom that god is trying to establish amazing thank you pastor joel thank you to everyone who's listening this has been the music of life church podcast if you have any questions or comments or you'd like to hear a certain topic please let us know we'll see you next time